It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. From the stage of the RKO Grand Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio, Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Although Chester A. Riley lives in California, he has never had any contact with the movie industry in Hollywood. Then, some days ago, Universal Studios had a sneak preview of a new film called The Life of Riley. The audience reaction to this new comedy delighted the executives at the studio. But how could they know of the reaction of a certain Chester A. Riley? I tell you, it's an insult. That picture is an attack to my character. Oh, Riley, once and for all, will you get it through your head that the man in that Life of Riley picture has nothing to do with you? Yeah, well, people will think it has. In the picture, the guy's called Chester Riley, ain't he? Well, that's just a coincidence, Daddy. Yeah, he's a big jerk, ain't he? No. He's a very lovable character. Father's really a swell comedy. Yeah, comedy. I hear the picture's laughable. I hear there's one scene where the poor dope is so henpecked that on payday, he runs right home and hands his pay envelope to his wife. Without ever, ever, ever opening it. Oh, that reminds me. Did you get paid today? Yeah, here it is, Duncan. <laughs> they got no right blackening my character, making me the henpecked type. Here's your allowance, dear. Thank you, Duncan. <laughs> I don't, I, why couldn't they get an actor, uh, the actor, why couldn't they get an actor like Gregory Peck to play Riley instead of that big lug they got doing it now? Oh, Gregory Peck? Yeah. Yum, yum. <laughs> Oh, are you kidding, Riley? Yeah, why not? If Gregory Peck was Chester Riley, that'd be okay with me. It'd be okay with me, too. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's right. Laugh at me. Make fun of me. A fine thing. My own family thinks I'm a big joke. Oh, now take it easy, dear. Yeah, well, I don't have to stand here and be made a laughing stock. Well, Riley, where are you going? I'm leaving this house, and I may never come back. Not never, ever. <laughs> that man... Oh, it's the fourth time this week he's left home for good. Fine thing. A man's own family giving him the horse lamp. I tell you, Gillis, I'm thinking of leaving home. Well, don't blame your family, Randy. Blame that damn movie studio. Yeah. Randy, if I was you, I'd make him pay. Pay? Yeah, so on. You can sue for this? Why, sure. It's libel and defamation of character. Huh? You think I got a case? I'll say you have. My Riley in that picture is nothing but a bumbling schmoe. But I'll get up in court and swear that the Chester Riley I know is a man of intelligence, integrity, personality, and charm. You'd do that for me? Well, you're my best friend. For you, I gladly commit perjury. <laughs> well, uh, how much could I collect? That depends on your lawyer. Now, if I was handling the case, I would say, uh... <clears throat> Gentlemen of the jury, once in a time, Chester Riley led a simple life, happy and contented, beloved by his family, respected by his neighbors. And then, this year picture, the life of Riley was released. From that day on, the Chester Riley that we knew and loved so well was no more. <laughs> he became a pathetic object of contempt, subjected to the ridicule of the community, shunned by his friends, mocked by his very wife and very children. 
This constant humiliation has left scars on his soul that will never heal. Broken in spirit, without the will to live, what is left for this miserable wretch? Today he is alone, friendless, a sociable outcast. Gentlemen of the jury, I ask you, how much shall he be paid for the unhuman suffering, the anguish, the mental torture he has suffered? How much, I ask you, how much? Is $20 too much? <laughs> Well, I'll take 15. After a speech like that, you'll get 50,000. 50,000? Really? Why, sure. With a smart lawyer, you can make them pay through your nose. Through my nose, huh? Well, then we take them for a bundle. <laughs> and now, Your Honor, I would like to call my next witness to the stand. Please. What are you doing? Uh, please, Peg, we're rehearsing for court. What? Please don't interrupt. Your Honor, I'm ready. Proceed. I call Junior Riley. Junior Riley to the stand. Do you swear, Junior? Well, no, sir. I'm a Boy Scout. Don't interrupt. <laughs> oh, Riley, you must be out of your mind. Yeah, uh, you'll see. I'm going to sue Universal for 50,000 bucks. And you'll have to be a witness, too. Take the stand, Peg. Riley, I've got a sink full of dishes. Mrs. Riley. In this picture, they show a Chester Riley to be a big dope. But isn't it a fact that your husband, Chester Riley, is a man with a brilliant mind? No. <laughs> Let me rephrase the question. <laughs> Wouldn't you say that he's a man of great intelligence? No. <laughs> Let me re-rephrase the question. <laughs> Wouldn't you say he's a man of average intelligence? Not the way he acts sometimes. Sometimes Get off just... the stand. A wife can't testify against her husband. Fred, Fred, Junior, where are you? Oh, you're back, dear. Yeah, I'll say I'm back, and is your face going to be red? Oh, what happened, Daddy? Riley, you dripping. Crazy, am I? Well, we'll see who's crazy when I show you what I have in my pocket. You went to Universal Studio? You bet I went. And they let you in? They not only let me in, but they took me right in to see the producer of this picture. A tall, skinny fellow with glasses. Everybody called him I.B. This I.B. is a pretty shrewd cookie, but M.R. was just a little bit shrewder than him. <laughs> well, who's M.R.? Mr. Riley. <laughs> I says to him, you're a producer, I.B. Well, produce 50 grand and fast. Oh, <laughs> Riley. You don't mean to stand there and tell me they actually settled. And how they settled. Oh, it wasn't easy. I said, 50,000, I beer, I'll sue. Of course, at first, he gave me a flat refusal. But then we started to bargain. I came down a little, he went up a little. I came down a little more, he went up a little more. But in the end, he paid off. Oh, come on, tell oh, us. What happened? Four passes. What? <laughs> yeah. For the world premiere of The Life of Riley. Oh, for heaven's sake, I might have known it. For a minute, I was crazy enough to think they gave you some money. Well, you know, the trouble with you, Peg, you're money man. All I care about is the principal. I won my fight. But what's four passes? What's four passes? This is for one of them high-class Hollywood premieres with lights and movie stars. They don't let everybody in there. When is it, Pop? Well, it says on the ticket... Uh, Oh, here, uh, world premiere, first public showing, Friday, March the 4th. What theater? The, uh, the RKO Grand. Oh, where's that? 
Well, I don't know. You know how seldom I go to the movies. I'd rather eat at home. classified phone book, Junior. There it is. Oh, okay, sis. Yeah, and listen, everybody. Now, we don't want to feel out of place with all them stars there, so we'll have to dress up. I'll wear a tie, and, and uh, Peg, you, you can wear something. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Uh, hey, Pop, there's yeah. no RKO Grand listed. Oh, there must be, Junior. Did Say, maybe it was just a gag to get rid of you. Maybe there's no such theater. What do you mean, there's no such theater? You don't know what you're talking about. So who are you phoning? The producer who gave me the passes. You'll know where it is. Uh, hello. Uh, Mr. Brecker's office, please. Uh, Junior, hand me a pencil. There. All right, here, Pop. Yeah, wet the end. Huh? Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, I.B. Uh, this is Riley talking. Yeah, about them passes. How do you get to this here RKO Grand Theater? Uh, where do I live? Well, 1313 Blue View Terrace. Yeah, okay, I got a pencil. Shoot. Uh, you take the Hollywood trolley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then transfer. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Thanks a lot. I'll see you there at, at the premiere. <laughs> hey, your son there is some wise guy. No RKO Grand, he says. Well, uh, how do you get there? Well, I got all the directions written right down here. You take a Hollywood trolley to the Union Station. You transfer it to the Santa Fe Super Chief. Two days later, you get to Chicago. Then you transfer it to a plane for Cincinnati, Ohio. And there you ask anybody, and they'll tell you where the RKO Grand is. <laughs> Cincinnati. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, hoo hoo. Oh, ho ho. Oh, yo yo. What a revolting development this is. Well, we'll bring you the second act of the life of Riley in just a moment. And here she is, the girl everyone's talking about. I'm Tallulah the Tube of Proud, and I've got a little something to tell. Your hair can be radiant, oh, so easy. All you gotta do is take me home and squeeze me. I'm Tallulah the Tube of Proud, and I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff free for radiant hair. Get a hold of me. Tallulah the Tube of Tallulah's so right. Your hair can be radiant oh so easy with Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo. Because Prell leaves hair radiant the very first time you use it. Radiantly soft, radiantly smooth, radiantly shiny. Radiantly clean, too. Because Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. Prove it for yourself. Try Prell shampoo. To the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. And Riley is happy again because a few days ago, Universal Studios, as part of a publicity campaign, chose him as the typical Riley of Los Angeles and presented him with four railroad tickets and all expenses paid so the family could attend the world premiere of The Life of Riley in Cincinnati. Now we find our happy hero in the club car of the Santa Fe Super Chief. Oh, I like this here club car, Junior. This is the way to trap. Oh, it sure is, Pop. Yeah, two lower berths for you and your sister, and a drawing room for your mother and me. <laughs> you know, I haven't been on a train since our honeymoon to Niagara Falls. But it didn't compare to this. 
All we could afford was one upper berth for the both of us. <laughs> but we managed. We took turns sleeping in it. <laughs> hey, uh, where's your mother and Beth, Julia? Well, they're in the observation car. Uh, uh, Pop, that yeah. girl there across the aisle. What girl? Oh, yeah. Uh, what she keeps her? looking at you, Pop. Well, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Junior, you don't seem to get it through your noodle that your old man is a celebrity. The most typical rally in America. Guest of honor at a whole premiere. And that's why she's staring at me. You know who she is? No. Gloria LaGrange. No kidding. The movie actress? Yeah. And that fellow with her is a movie actor, too. Richard Long. Uh, well, I wish she'd stop staring at me. I... I think I'll go see where Mom is. Yeah, okay, son. Uh, now, don't let that Gloria LaGrange flirt with you. <laughs> I can take care of myself. <laughs> this may come as a surprise to you, but I was going out with women before you were born. <laughs> I'll see you later, Pop. Yeah. I wonder why she keeps staring at me like that. Maybe I look funny or something. Maybe I forgot to... No, I got my shoes on. No, she's telling that boy something. I didn't know you were going to make the trip to the premiere, Gloria. Just one of those last-minute things, Dick, and then the studio couldn't get me anything but an upper bird. Say, that's what I've got, too. Well, I just can't sleep in an upper. That's yeah, tough, but what can you do about it? Well... See that big character across the aisle there? The one who's wearing the sneakers? Yeah, yeah, I noticed him before in the dining car. Uh, the waiter gave him a bowl and he sipped it and said, the, uh, gave him a finger bowl and he sipped it and said the tea was too weak. <laughs> well, you know, he has a drawing room. I think I'll talk him into trading. For an upper? <laughs> You're dreaming. Think so? Did you ever see my little old southern routine? I'm just irresistible. Well, good luck. When you've got what I've got, you don't need luck. Why, Colonel, I do declare, I never dreamed I'd run into you all. Don't mind if I just sit down a minute. Now, wait a minute, miss. You can't sit here. My, my wife, I, I, I mean, it's taken. She'll be back. Oh, She'll... I beg your pardon. I mistook you for a gentleman friend of mine. But I can see what a silly old mistake I made. There's no resemblance. You're so much handsomer. Uh, <clears throat> have a seat. Imagine my thinking you were Colonel Culpepper's of the Culpepper's of Alabama. Oh, no. No, I'm one of the Rileys of California. <laughs> Chester Riley. Chester Riley. Yeah. But that's so formal and you're so friendly. I'm just going to call you Curly. Oh, shucks. You shouldn't make fun of my nose that way. <laughs> That's a nice train, ain't it? Eh? Just a little old adorable train. Say, was you into dinner tonight? Oh, they got such a cheap crowd on this here train. You should have seen all the people stirring their tea with their fingers. <laughs> I do declare you're just too comical, but I shouldn't be laughing when my little old heart practically breaks. Well, is something wrong, miss? I'm in the most desperate trouble, but... Why should I bore little old you talking about little old me and all my little old trouble? Oh, now, there, 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 little girl. You tell Colonel Riley all about it. Oh, you're so kind. You great, big, wonderful you. Well, you see, I've got this here upper berth, and I've got claustrophobia, and my doctor says it would just be absolutely fatal if I had to spend even one night in this little old upper berth. Arizona, we stop here for two minutes. 
Oh, there you are, Riley. Oh, oh Peg. I've been looking all over this train for you. Come on, let's turn in, dear. Uh, well, uh, n- not yet, Peg. Let- let's go take a walk on the platform, eh? But we only stop for a minute, and I'm tired. Come on, let's go to bed. Yeah, but Peg, I don't... Uh, well, okay. Well, where are you going? Our drawing room's down that way. No. Uh, well, uh, well, the fact is, Peg, that we ain't, uh, we ain't sleeping in that drawing room. We, uh... We changed. Changed? But changed to where? Uh, wait, I'll go get a ladder. A ladder? Well, yeah, you see, there, there, there was some mistake, and, well, we got an upper berth. But we had tickets for a drawing room. Well, yeah, but, but, but that was a mistake. We'll manage. I'll go get the ladder. Huh? Well, if you think for one minute I'm going to spend two nights in a cramped upper berth... It won't be you... cramped. It'll be just for little old you and little old me. Now, look here, Riley. It'll be just like a second honeymoon. We'll take turns sleeping in it. <laughs> now, Riley, you're hiding something from me. No, honest, this is our berth here. Uh, what's the matter there, folks? <laughs> Having trouble finding your berth? Oh, you're Mr. Riley. You're the one who gave your drawing room to Gloria LaGrange. (laughs) Ah, these gorgeous movie actresses. (laughs) Good night, folks. Chester Riley. Now, wait a minute, Peg. I can explain. You gave up Well, I couldn't help it. She's a poor little old sick girl. She's got hydrophobia. (laughs) You are without a doubt of... Now, wait a minute, Peg. Don't you go calling me names. I ain't just a nobody. Remember, I'm the most typical Riley. You're the most typical something of all the idiots. I ain't going to stand here and let you insult me. You come back here. I'm leaving this house, and I may never come back. Goodbye. Riley, come back here. I'm leaving this house, and I mean it. Goodbye. Nobody can talk to me that way in my own home. I ain't coming back in that house until you apologize. So it's no use you standing on that porch and... Yep. Oh, holy smoke. The house is moving. It's an earthquake. Oh, it's a train. Goodbye, Frank. Goodbye. Don't forget to ride. Here I am, stranded in this lonely town, and I don't know a living soul. Neither do I, believe me. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Digger! Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, I, I can't get over it, Digger. What are you doing here in this hole in the ground? Please, let's not talk shop. (laughs) You see, lately I've been working too hard, so the doctor advised me to get away and forget business. So I've been touring. First I went to Death Valley, then the underground caverns of New Mexico, and then Tombstone, Arizona. Well, I was heading east until I got off the train by mistake. Now I don't know where I'll end up. I can tell you. <laughs> You'll accompany me to New York, where I'm attending a convention of the UEPLIS. UEPLIS? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Paul Bearers Life Insurance Society. <laughs> we have a new policy. 
we cover you completely. Listen, Digger, I'm on my way to the premiere of The Life of Riley. Can, can, can you drop me in Cincinnati? Oh, you know me. I'll be glad to drop you anywhere. <laughs> Come along. My vehicle is over here. Oh, thanks, Digger. But, but can you get there in time for the opening? Don't worry. I haven't missed an opening yet. Oh. Well, here's my vehicle. Slide in. <laughs> We'd better be shoveling off. Faster, Digger, faster. Oh, relax, Riley. I'm enjoying the sights of beautiful Cincinnati. Ah, there's Buzzy and Borgman. <laughs> I adore Buzzy and Borgman. They're so gay. Faster, Digger. They told me at the hotel peg and the kids were already at the theater. Very well. Here's the theater. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at all those banners. Hello, Riley's. Welcome to the Rileys. Vote for Mayor Cash. <laughs> Cincinnati greets the Rileys. Hey, I guess I'm a pretty big man around here. Huh? Oh, gee, what a crowd. Hope I can find Peg and the kids. Well, farewell, Riley. As the jitterbugs say, I'll dig you later. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, Digger. Uh, yeah, oh, I think I see Peg. Peg! Peg! Bad Junior! Riley, I thought you'd never get here. Oh, we were expecting you all afternoon. Yeah, well, did you get my wire? Yeah, yesterday. I stopped at the hotel and they told me you were here. Listen, Peggy, you, you still sore at me on account of Gloria LaGrange? Oh, let's forget about it, dear. Well, we better go in now. Oh, yeah, we don't want to miss the beginning, huh? Tickets, please. Oh, I don't need a ticket. I'm Riley. Sorry, you'll have to have a ticket. But, uh, but I'm the guest of honor. Give me a ticket, but you're holding up the line. <laughs> But I'm Chester Riley from Los Angeles. You know, the most typical Riley family. So what? I'm Herman Riley. And this is my wife, Gertrude. The most typical Riley's of Peoria. And back of me is Marmaduke Riley. The most typical Riley of Kalamazoo. And Mr. and Mrs. Neil Riley, which was sent here by truth or consequences. There's 400 typical Riley's here from all over the country. So give the man your typical ticket. Hey. Peg, I, I don't understand. It's true, dear. Give the man your ticket. Come on, you're holding up the line. Daddy, well, you've got a ticket, haven't you? Well, no, I... Uh, well, where is it? Well, uh, the fact is, uh, I, uh, you see, Peg, it, it, uh, well, I lost it. Yeah, that, that's it. I, I had it in my shirt, see? And while passing through Newport, Kentucky, I lost my shirt. <laughs> Well, that's why I haven't got a ticket, see? Oh, dear, Mr. Riley. I just can't thank you all enough for giving me your little old ticket. Oh, don't mention it, Gloria. Riley, did you Well, I her... met her in the hotel, and she was crying. She didn't have a ticket for her little old grandmammy, thank so... Thank you again, Mr. Riley. See y'all later. Come on, grandmammy. Come in, Gloria, sweetheart. <laughs> Chester Riley, you are without a doubt... Well, if you are foolish enough to give up your ticket, then it's your hard luck. But we're going to see the picture. Come on, children. No, Peg, wait. Bab, Junior, don't leave me. Bab's complete. I came 2,000 miles and now I won't see the picture. Oh, poor little old me. 
Ladies will return in just a moment. Prowl groomed hair is well-groomed hair. Yes, that's what millions of folks discover when they use Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo. Because Prell leaves hair well-groomed two ways. First, Prell leaves hair more radiant than ordinary cream shampoos. And it's true in hardest water. Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell's economical, too. Goes farther than any known shampoo because it's more concentrated. Try it yourself. As Tallulah says... I'm Tallulah, the tube of Prell, and I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free for radiant hair. Get a hold of me, Tallulah, the tube of Prell Shampoo. Oh, why did I have to miss the life of Rally Picture? Well, you've only got yourself to blame. Gloria LaGrange. Oh, now. All a pretty girl has to do is put on a phony southern accent, flutter her eyelashes at you, and you act like a big, dumb hick. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> that ain't so. And I, I don't care to discuss it. Let's go to sleep. Well, all right. Oh, I feel like reading in bed. Oh, Riley, go down the lobby and get me some magazines. Oh, now I'm tired, Peg. I, I oh, come on, Riley. Now, please. Oh, you can go. You read tomorrow. Oh, come on, honey child. Won't you all go down the lobby and get some little old magazines for little old me? Why, sure I will, little old sugar plum. How many shall I get? Uh, wait a minute. You all trapped me. broadcast came to you from the RKO Grand Theater in Cincinnati, one of the 200 theaters now showing The Life of Riley motion picture. Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Tommy Cook. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Ship, and Dick Powell. Music by Lou Coslow. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Sure, Mom. I want to help with the housework, but no dishwashing. It takes so long, and it's so hard on my hands. Well, you can solve that problem with... Yes, wonderful ivory snow. Your own hands will tell you why it's so wonderful for dishwashing. Use ivory snow in the dishpan, as so many women do. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's ideal for dishwashing. Ivory mild, ivory pure, yet it's granulated for instant sudsing. No soap is faster for dishes or kinder to hands than ivory snow. The only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like it. For speedier dishwashing, for snow white hands, try... 
wonderful ivory snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to tune this NBC station every Friday night for Jimmy Durante, Eddie Cantor, Red Skelton, and the life of Riley. Good night. <laughs>